Welcome to This Game Where. Turn it off and then on again if you experience any issues. I'm Chris and over there is... Me, Ashley. Hello. Hello, Ashley. How are you? I'm okay, thank you. How are you? I'm very full because I went over to my mum's for a barbecue and I ate a lot of food. Where did you go? My mum's for a barbecue. Oh, okay. And there was... Uh, there were eight different types of meat. And Excellent. I had some of everything, so I feel quite ill. Are you not listing the meats? I could do a list that if you would want. be a, like a perfect example of where you would pop in a list. <laughs> me and my list. Uh, let me go through them. So there were Chinese chicken drumsticks, sausages, burgers. I love Chinese chicken drumsticks. Oh, they were lovely. Chicken fillet things, steak, and then three different types of pork. Pork chop. Nice one. So that's why I'm wearing pyjamas, in case you noticed, because... Uh, I hadn't noticed you were wearing pyjamas. Well, I got home, and it was like the episode of Friends, where Joey has to wear his special trousers for eating a Thanksgiving meal. Yeah. It, it was... I was I was starting to, to be in, in pain. I felt like that the other day, but I can't remember what it was that I ate. Was it Thanksgiving I, meal? Uh, no. Okay. More game-related, before we find out what your game is. I bought, Sammy, on your recommendation, a... One of them. Ooh. An 8-bit do or 8-bit dough. I call it 8-bit dough, but I know you've said 8-bit do. Mm, yeah, I'd just say do because it's D-O, isn't it? Yeah, but I, the reason I say dough is because it's like Karate Kid, Miyagi dough. No, I don't remember. The dojo. Oh, right. Okay, okay. well, the idea being that it's the end. It's at the end of the word, it's it's the sound dough. Okay. Um, so that's the reason I was calling it Miyagi dough. Anyway, I've bought this SN30 Pro Plus and it's brilliant. That's one I've got, isn't it? It is, yeah. And it is is brilliant. They are. They're great. So if you're looking for a, a remote a remote control, a controller for your Switch or your PC, and actually everything else, like your Android phone and all sorts, you can connect it really, really easily to mm. all of them. And it, it just works. It's brilliant. It's really nice feel to it as well. So yeah, 8 bit As my daughter said, it's the, the queen of controllers. It absolutely is. I agree completely. What's your game this week? It's this game where you lay pipe to prevent spillage you've done that on purpose haven't you what you said that because you know that it's a crudity that is literally what you do you lay pipe in the game you lay pipe yeah, yeah. okay all right you're a bad man you lay pipe to prevent spillage oh. against the clock what do you think it is uh i don't know no idea okay, it's pipe mania you know i i want to say pipe mania but it, i have no idea i didn't even know it was a game <laughs> Really? It, I genuinely, yeah. In my head, the thing that I was going through in my head was Pipe Mania. But it was some kind of shared social just knowledge that was somewhere in my brain. Like six cents. That just existed. I, and I had no idea that I, I wasn't confident it was an actual game. Yeah, I've never it played is. it. I've never even heard of it. I just knew the name Pipe Mania. Right. Well, going just off the top, I'm going to guarantee that when we play this game, you will recognize it. Well, I can guarantee that I'll recognise it because I yeah. could probably tell you what it is already. This is a game that's probably evolved into a mini game in other games. Yeah, exactly. In fact, I think there was a version of it in Spider-Man, the Marvel, the Sony version mm -hmm. of Spider-Man. Yeah, it, it appears as a hacking game in Bioshock. Yes. Yeah, that's another one of them. It's um, in Saints Row 4, Alien Swarm, Warframe. I am fairly positive, having recently finished it to 100%, that it appears in LEGO DC Supervillains as well. Yeah. So is this a good time now to tell you that I hate oh. that minigame? <laughs> really? Yeah, I hate it. But I right. think it's because it, it's through continued exposure. I feel like it might have been a PopCap game as well, mm. or something like that, like some kind of Flash-based game on the PC in the early 
2000s or, or late 90s. Yeah, trying to do research for this episode, I found online, if you Google Pipe Mania Play or some sort of permutation of those words, there are various online versions of it you can play. Yeah, it's just so ubiquitous in the gaming world and in games that I think I've just been overexposed and now, now I hate it. <laughs> okay, well, there's the original is slightly different to how it's become uh, from what I can find out. So for anyone who hasn't guessed already from what Ashley said, the point of the game is you start off with you've got a grid and you've got All a, mixed up pipes. Yeah, and there's a, a speaker, is that the right word, where the substance comes a out valve? of... Yeah, valve. I don't know. I'm not a plumber. You might have guessed. Yeah. You have to put some pipe down in order to transport the slime around the level. Now, it has evolved into getting the slime, water, whatever, from one point to another within the level. But the original game we're playing today, Pipe Mania, is slightly different to that. Right. Okay. In this version, what you have to do is you get to the start of the level, you get, get given a distance. And so, for example, the first level is seven. And what that means is you have to transport, you have to lay down some pipe to transport the slime from where it comes out through seven squares right okay that sounds a lot interesting easier. well easier yeah i i was gonna say interesting in the sense that it's different to what i was expecting but probably easier yeah it, it also is. sounds like you aren't presented with pre-existing pipes that you have to spin or swap places you're given like a field are you that's empty and then you have to populate it with pipe from what i remember yeah it's an empty field and the pipes that come out uh, the, the different ones you get so you've got a vertical one horizontal one and then the four different curves from you know going left to bottom and, and so on and then there's also a, a cross section like there's like a plus so isn't that extremely easy it is i think i think it will be a lot easier than i remember it being but yeah. you can't rotate them so you have to if you get given a horizontal piece and it doesn't actually fit in with the track you have to play it you have to sort of right i'm going to put that there and then try and loop up to it or something so it's got like a tetris style conveyor of different pieces coming through yeah. the system yeah okay that's interesting then so when i first got this game i had absolutely no idea what to do at all well how old were you so yeah. i think i was six or seven when i got this mm, so you can be forgiven and it was early days of gaming it was yeah, definitely. So I got this as part of doing some research last night. I had a proper nostalgia hit. So this was for the Acorn Archimedes, which is the first computer we had and my first foray into actual gameplay because from that I then got the Game Gear, which was my own thing that I had. Hang on, have we moved on to misrepresenting just how you got hold of the Acorn Archimedes? Because I'm sure we've gone through this before and now you're trying to pretend that... What do you mean? How do you remember me having one? Well, I I feel like you acquired access to the Acorn Archimedes through slightly illicit means. Well, my dad used to bring one home from the school that he worked at. Yeah, so your dad used to steal one from work. Well, he used to bring it home overnight or over the weekends, but then obviously long-term, because, you know, going back Sounded to Sounded like stealing to me. Well, but. short-term stealing, maybe. Because you had to have... <laughs> you had the monitor, which was big in itself. You had the actual mm. CPU, and then you had the keyboard and the mouse. So we ended up dad buying one for us to have at home, which was a oh, lot easier. Oh, right, okay. Did not know that he actually bought you one. I thought he just looked at home every summer. That was quite a long, a long time... Uh, in the pipeline oh, for it right. to, uh, it's okay. to so you, yeah. you, you you kept stealing it every every so often from work and then Borrowing. you were sat one day playing on your playstation 2 and your dad pops in your bedroom and goes hey son you'll never <laughs> guess what it was a little bit earlier than that it was a little bit earlier okay i would say enough. thinking about that was probably a good year where my access to the acorn was through my dad bringing it home from school okay 
And then we had okay. our own one. You know what happened, don't you? you? You know exactly what happened. You got a slap on the wrist, probably. Your dad was sneaking out of the school with it under his arm. Wearing a, a black and white striped top and like a, a little burglar mask. <laughs> yeah, he'd put his appropriate attire on. Yeah. And a bag that said swag on it. Or maybe a dollar sign. He got caught. Yeah. Yeah. And got rumbled. So they were like, buy your own, dickhead. Well, maybe a bit, a bit more polite than that, maybe. I don't think so. I think if you get caught nabbing, then yeah, justify. the person probably isn't going to be that nice to you. <laughs> so I've got this thing called the Chrysalis Collection, which had this really gaudy rainbow art on the front, and it had four games within this pack, so four different discs. Um, I'm not going to go through the four games because I'm going to come to them in later episodes because these were, I think, possibly the first box game I got because Lemmings we had just on a, on a floppy disk, but Pipe Menu was one of these four floppy disks. And like I said, I think I was six or seven when I first played this and did not know what you're supposed to do in terms of, you know, the, the first lesson objective, it says distance mm. seven. I didn't know that that meant getting seven squares around the level. When I was probably, I mean, just about PlayStation 2, we weren't actually that far off the mark then. When I was probably about 13 or 14, my dad, for whatever reason, had the acorn set up again and this would have been you know years after it got put in the attic in a box i've mm. no idea why he took it out again and i had a little toot on some of the games again and at that age i then understood what i was supposed to do and i got absolutely hooked on this game right <laughs> right okay so this game was a game that you had when you were six but didn't get into and then you you got back into it when you were 13 yeah when i was 14. you okay. know w- so playing what, on the playstation 2 as i said yeah yeah pretty much yeah and then suddenly though this game that has you know really shonky graphics in comparison to playstation 2 and then i started playing it and the friends that i used to have with in the village that i grew up in was round on the day when my dad got the acorn out of the attic did he leave no well he started playing it as well and he got absolutely hooked on it as well so much so that in 2000, there was a remake, an updated version called Pipe Mania 3D, which came out on the PlayStation really? 1, and he got it, and we used to then spend hours around at his house playing it on the PlayStation 1. You're starting to make me think that it is more than I'm expecting it to be, because right. as I said, like building I, don't, I really do hate these, that when it comes up as a minigame, this sort of pipe game i don't like them i see them as an inconvenience and nuisance there have been because there's been far better so you said in bioshock it was used as Mm -hmm. a hacking mechanic and i feel like that there are better ways to have done that than than putting a little pipe mini game it's interesting as well though it serves as a like a little window for anyone that maybe missed out on the 80s or the 90s it serves as a little window as to how far actually games have come because what they're experiencing as a mini game was actually the entire game in yeah definitely well it, what would it have been early 90s for you wouldn't it at six years old. This game came out in 1989, so I was playing when I was six, so it would have been 91, 92, something like that. It came out, This the, the history's kind of interesting as well. It was developed by a British development team called The Assembly Line, who I looked into their lineage. They developed a total of eight games, one mm. of which was Pipe Mania. The rest of them I hadn't heard of at all, apart from a game called Xenon, which I had heard of. Yeah, do you know where you've heard Xenon? Nope. I mentioned it in possibly a previous episode that we recorded last week but people may not hear in order because it's one of our backup episodes like this one um and xenon is a shoot 'em up i presume if it's the same one but there might have been there might have been others i had xenon 2 on the mass system right well it may all have been the same company then from what i found out now the game came out for the amiga it was developed by four people two of whom did the music so basically 
two people made the game itself. It was then, and it's the interesting bit, it was ported onto other consoles and released in America by Lucasfilm Games. Really? Yeah. That is interesting. They renamed it Pipe Dream, which I think is a much better name for the game. Why? Why? Well, Pipe Dream's a thing, isn't it? Because a Pipe Dream is a thing, yeah. But I like Pipe Mania. I do like Pipe Mania as... Sorry. Am I being contrary? No, not at all. Why why, why do you like it then as a name? Um, It just seems that it has a little bit of a ring to it Mm. that Pipe Dream doesn't have. And Pipe Mania sounds fun, whereas a Pipe Dream is generally something that you have that you never obtain or that is... There's a negative... uh, It's something you're clutching at but it'll never reach. Yeah, exactly. So well, That was how I felt so, playing when I was seven. I was trying to achieve <laughs> something with the game and could never achieve yeah. It. it. Yeah, exactly. I suppose there's that, but it has negative connotations that Pipe Mania doesn't have, and it doesn't sound, because of that, I don't find the name sounds like it's going to be fun, whereas Pipe Mania kind of sounds a bit more upbeat and fun. Sonic Mania. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah so Mania. I mean... We, we could have a whole... We could probably write a dissertation on the use of the word mania to connote fun. I always found Sonic Mania, personally. I found that quite a strange name because, to me, mania isn't exactly something that is good. No, exactly. But mania has also taken on this notion of, like, fun and manicness that is... You know, like Funhouse with Pat... What's his yeah, face? Sharp. Yeah, that was manic. And there was a mania to it in the widely used sense of the of the word mania and manic. They they had that, and that's what it's using here now. So to me, Sonic Mania would be something like Carnival Night Zone or Casino Night, which we spoke about in our Sonic Spinball episode. To me, that is a manic level because it's really over the top and you're spinning around here there and everywhere yeah. and bouncing around so where does this come from though pipe mania sonic mania you know like we have watergate and then everything since there has been gate if it's a mm-hmm. if it's some kind of conspiratorial bad thing that's happened diana gate or whatever sonic mania has a heritage yeah it has a heritage so where does it come from or at least I've where no do I think it comes from. When the Beatles were massive, certainly in America, mm. um, it was Beatles mm. mania, wasn't it? That swept. Beatle, singular. Was it Beatle mania? Mm. Yeah, it was. Not Beatles, not, not Beatles mania. Well, anyway, no. I that's where I would would have said it comes from without looking it up. And then it's just carried on from, from there. It might even have started earlier than that. Mm. I don't made the link to Beatle mania. That's a, a fair link. But at the same time, as I said, it was supposed to be a throwaway com- uh, comment. We should probably think about the way we use the word mania. And and there are probably people that already have thought about yeah. the way we use mania and well, thought, it's a bit my, dodgy. My concern, exactly. My concern is it's a bit of a trigger word, possibly, that it's... Uh, yeah, and understandably so. Yeah. Absolutely. But they weren't thinking that way in the 90s. No. It was all Acid House and New Labour. You've been tangoed. Exactly. The game refers to the liquid that seeps through the pipes that you're trying to prevent the spillage thereof. It's called... I always called it goo. It's In the game, it's called slime. Jizz. It's also, it's oh. all, no, it's not called jizz. And it's oh. also called flues. I just wanted right. to, okay. to remark upon the, the three different names for it. So I played yep. this on the Acorn Archimedes. It came out for lots of home computers. It came out on the Amiga, the Amstrad, the Mac, Windows 3, BBC Micro. And it was also ported to the Game Boy, NES and SNES, but it was never ported to any Sega consoles. Now, I looked into why that was. Couldn't find out a reason why, but I just wanted to comment on it. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe, okay. maybe because it wasn't cool enough for Sega. What do mm-hmm. you think? 
I'm not sure about that. Did it ever come to arcade systems? Was it out in the arcades or? Don't think so from what I read last night. Mm. But I can, I can see it being very arcadey actually. You know, so that's, well, I can see it fitting into an arcade really well. I was wondering whether that might be why, because I always, I, I think that the Genesis, the Genesis, the Mega Drive, particularly the Mega Drive, tended to go for a more arcadey game experience. And it was trying, I feel, again, this is my feelings. This isn't based on some kind of fact but i feel like the game experiences that it presented were trying to emulate the arcade experience that people Mm. were used to for us down the seaside and for other countries in arcades (laughs) um so that might be why i know that we said super mario bros 3 came out on the arcade but i feel like that yeah amazingly yeah exactly amazingly because i feel like that's a home experience Mm. whereas say golden axe on the mega drive was more of an arcadey feel yeah. experience that was brought into the home. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. And I feel like as well, again, that, that that continued throughout, right through to the Dreamcast, where you had games like Crazy Taxi, Jet Set Radio, that felt very arcadey. And then what was the Space Channel? Was it Space Channel 5? Was it Space Channel 5, one? yeah, exactly. So, so the Dreamcast seemed to take it even further yeah. than that. But all the virtual games, Virtual Tennis, Virtual Fighter, all feel very arcade Left. It's the fire like one. Blazing Rangers, Burning Rangers. Don't know. We that played one. firefighters that were going around hosing down buildings. There's a SNES game that you play firefighters, but that's the only firefighter game that I know. It wasn't called Ignition Factor, was it? No. I'll tell you what, now that you've said that, I kind of vaguely remember that being on an Argos kiosk. <laughs> Oh, now but that, I think that, it was on the PlayStation. That's the slice of nineties right there. Yeah, Dreamcast came in an, an arcade kiosk in Argos. Yeah, but yeah, but I think it was on the PlayStation. So maybe, or, it was or maybe Dreamcast. I'm just misremembering it. Yeah, maybe mm. it was. I don't know, but I definitely remember there was a an, a kiosk in Argos. There were two. There was what I thought was a PlayStation, but could have been a Dreamcast kiosk and a nintendo 64 one and it was actually the first place that i played ocarina of time in oh, right. argos and it had been half played already like they'd got to a certain <laughs> point and i jumped on and i was like what the hell have they done to zelda but that's yeah. a story for another podcast i vaguely remember i think what you're talking about based on my time on on the game in argos it was a sega one i remember that uh, the final thing i want to talk about before we play the game is there is a two-player mode which i could never get working but it's in there where you're both playing simultaneously within the same grid so one person's got one set of pipes that are coming out of your tetris conveyor belt and then the other person's got a different set and it's trying to you know get the track done first now like i said i can never get it working even though i played it with a friend when i was about 14 but that might be something to see if we can get working together as a as a try yeah we could try we can certainly try should we have a go yeah have you got your wrench ready no i've got a controller it's this one Well, that was a pleasant surprise. Yeah? Yeah. That's what I want to be remembered for, a pleasant surprise. In what regard? Every regard. If I... Okay. You know, if someone says about me a pleasant surprise, I'll I'll take that. I was pleasantly surprised by Chris. Yeah. Well, I was. I was pleasantly surprised by you. (laughs) 
this game and the game this it's not the game that i expected it to be if okay. i'm honest it's the same principle but not quite the same so it had a tetris feel to it mm-hmm. that i we kind of alluded to maybe being there in the first half and i think that saved it a little bit and there was a mania to it as well because it, mm. it put you under time pressure yeah there were a few times playing where i was getting quite like like quite het up and trying to play against yeah. the, the clock and the slime was getting quite close to where i was placing my pipes down when this gets given to you as a mini game in other larger games it doesn't tend it sometimes has but it doesn't tend to have that time pressure no and i think the time pressure adds something to this experience and i think as mini games it tends to be more getting the slime flues goo whatever you want to call it water from one place to another from point a to point b exactly whereas this is all about distance it's just creating a track that the slime can flow around it's a bit more sedate in terms of that like you've not got a clearly defined goal it's just trying to to not back yourself into a corner really yeah it's a sort of snake like in that Mm. is it snake like i don't know if it's it has come out what i say recently in the last 15 to 20 years it was actually on phones as you know like a, a yeah. snake type not app that's the wrong word you know when you ever used to have little little games on the phones just little game mm. a phone game yeah they used to play on the toilet rather than a poo or yeah. whatever yeah oh dear i'll say a poo yeah, or whatever okay. like as opposed right, to that's fine just yep. a poo no worries that's yeah. fine okay cool uh yeah and i think that's probably where it belongs to be honest in this day and age it's this was uh, on the acorn archimedes in 1991 it's to me, even then, it surely was well, not for you because it was like, I'm not really finishing sentences, am I? Let it's me fine, just finish carry. a sentence. Okay. Right. So, in this day and age, it belongs as like a time filler mm-hmm. for when you do, when you're waiting in an office waiting room or something to go to see a doctor or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Or if you fancy on the loop, it's not something that exists these days as a full on game experience. Mm-hmm. It is a mini game inside of the games. In the 90s, though, it maybe stood a little bit firmer on its feet as a game and an experience. Having said that, early 90s, 1991, 1992, we're getting into Super Mario World territory. I was just about to say that, yeah. Yeah. So we're starting to, it's starting to look a little less rapey. We've already got Tetris out the door. Tetris has been going a few years. Yeah. So that kind of redefined what a puzzle game, what a good puzzle game was. And I'm wondering whether this would have held its own against that. And we were playing this tonight. We played it for about quarter of an hour, 20 minutes. And at that point, even though I, I, I really enjoyed that, I wasn't really keen on playing any more than that because I, I felt I'd seen the game. Yeah. I think that's fair as well. So it's it's a slight experience. Mm-hmm. At the same time, you were this was one of your first experiences of a game, presumably on the Acorn Archimedes being stolen from your dad's school. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, yeah, it was one of my earliest game experiences. I think this and Lemmings, but equally, it was a game experience where I played it and didn't know what I was supposed to do, and therefore didn't play it very long because I didn't have a clue. And interestingly, we watched that YouTube video, didn't we, where someone was playing through it, and they similarly yeah, yeah, struggled. but I don't think he was having seen that YouTube video of a man playing it and the game itself. I don't really. I think you could have probably figured that out given a, a little bit of time and given the fact this is a distance up at the top in your yeah next to your high school. a little bit of time and yeah. thinking little not even lateral thinking you probably could have worked that out but uh, surely it had a some kind of manual as well like you were maybe missing a manual or something that told you exactly what to do possibly 
yeah. even if even if presumably dad wasn't looking the manual same with him no this is a game we actually have we own this game this was i think the first like i said in the first half i think this was the first boxed game we had and it was one that was a bit like a pc box where it was oh i misunderstood you that's fine it was this big Mm. box that just had the four floppy disks in and probably a manual but excessively big for what it actually contained as was yeah they always were it was was about shelf space wasn't it Mm. so what was the i didn't get to see i saw the pipe dream because we we played the pipe dream version of the game um so i saw the cover art for the pipe dream version of the game and i wasn't that taken with it i i don't think i'd be grabbing it off the shelf mm-hmm. what was the pipe mania version of that so pipe mania was the little cartoon character the little plumber character that we saw in the game itself yeah. who was actually drawn quite well really for an Econ archimedes wasn't it? the reproduction yeah the reproduction of him on the screen was actually pretty good so it was him running with a pipe that was bursting behind him and the uh flues slime bursting out of it and he was looking over his shoulder quite mm. panicked and scuttling away from it it sounds a little bit better yeah in fact a lot better than the pipe dream version of it, it i mean it was just a boring pee in that Made image you've kind of got the game haven't you you're a plumber you've got the pipe slimes come out of it that's it isn't it yeah the issue might have been the quality of the drawing whether that was engaging because again when you when you're looking at the super mario world box mm-hmm. art and whether that's going to draw your eye even if it's in a even if pipe dream pipe mania is in a giant box taking up two-thirds of the shelf i'm still going to look at that yeah in comparison to other games and maybe go mm, maybe not yeah that's fair it was a bit that guy was a bit clip arty as well mm. as well as he was rendered on screen i feel like he was a bit clip arty mm. is that sniffy to say is what? that snotty yeah he was just there to be a, a presence in the game wasn't he there's was nothing more yeah. to him than that he, that whole game actually the presentation because you we we had a little conversation about the presentation of the game we mm. played we actually played the nes version of the game because that's the one that we uh, could get our get hold of easier and the pipe mania version on the acre archimedes which we saw in video form the presentation you said was better than the nes version i wasn't sure i felt so yeah i the, the way the slime flows in the acorn one it's this really lovely you said neon colors and it's, it sort of goes between light and dark i think it looks really good but that's maybe me looking back at it with with rose tinted glasses and also thinking about Final seven and thinking blimey this is all right game games ain't gonna ever look any better than this and- yeah a little bit Maybe. <laughs> it it looks kind of like it kind of had an element of minesweeper to it. So when I was looking at that game being played on the Acorn Archimedes, it kind of had a Windowsy aesthetic. Yeah. And in terms of a game game presentation in the early nineties, when Sonic's on the on the horizon, in fact, when Sonic has been around the yeah. block a couple of times already, when you are presenting your game with a Windows aesthetic, you maybe have taken a wrong turn. Maybe. I'm going to say. <laughs> Am I being too mean? No, not at all. No, I remember being at school and talking about the games I played on Acorn Archimedes to all my friends in about, I can just remember in year three, for example, to look at, oh yeah, I'm, I'm playing this game at home on my Acorn Archimedes and they're all into their, yeah, they have their SNES and the Mega Drive and I felt, felt like a bit of an outsider. So I'd say that's a fair thing to say. I'm not trying to make you re live those feelings that either trauma. i'm not i'm just trying to be- pr- provide a better balance to yeah. to proceedings but was the acorn archimedes trying to you know steal sega and nintendo's thunder it was a home computer of the early 90s that just happened to have some games available for it i think from what i understand yeah 
so in if we if we compare it on that basis you've got things like burning rubber which was on the home computers mm. and and that looked pretty mm. cool and had arguably more gameplay didn't it and had arguably more, yeah. more gameplay there were worse games i remember in terms of gameplay i remember that there was a game that one of my friends had where you built a train set and it was sort of it was set in someone's bedroom like a child's bedroom right and you built you built a train set and then you had to control the stop and go mechanisms on the train set and that was the height of home computing as far as i was concerned in the early 90s like that was probably the best that i'd seen but those games definitely exist nowadays as like ipads games yeah they are that, just again time they've been fillers. usurped absolutely yeah so oh well not just time fillers educational games have been have have ended up on the ipad and whatnot as well haven't they yes they have yeah but i'm, I'm just trying to weigh up pipe mania's place in the world mm-hmm. in the early 90s when you were playing it and i just i can't make it an easy fit but then equally i find that home computing in the early 90s was was slightly askew to the rest of the world like it it was few and far between as far as i was aware like coming across a computer a home computer of any kind was and you know a, a bit of a, a rarity mm-hmm. and it stood out in my mind whenever i came across one but then it also paled because the, the caliber of games I, I had a friend who had a mega drive i had a friend who had a snes and i was seeing these things street fighter yeah two on the snes and as little as i actually liked the game on revisiting it all that time ago it, on episode two of the podcast green dog when you've got games like that yeah as a six-year-old in the early 90s and then up rocks pipe mania <laughs> yeah i'm not sure no that's fair at the same time as a 32 year old man sat here playing it to talk about on a podcast as i said i was pleasantly surprised by it in so much as i expected it to be one thing and it turned out to be slightly different mm-hmm. and, and the slight differences to what i was expecting and what i got made it a much more palatable experience more interesting and engaging and exciting and fun experience and better than the mini games would have made you believe as well that's what i mean yeah yeah the mini games distill it down don't they but they don't really do it well enough the mini games take away all of the urgency of the affair so yeah. whereas this game has the has this a short time a very short time at the beginning to get you to give you a head start on the goo or flues or whatever it was called the mini games tend to be like here's here's a set of random shapes make a circuit out of them or make a yeah. make a line from here to here and they're not timed it's just no. like can you put together these random shapes into a line Whereas this gave it a puzzle element, it gave it, there was a certain amount of randomness, there was yeah. a certain amount of urgency, and that made it more of a game experience and more enjoyable. I just want to comment as well about the music and sound effects. I thought the music for the Acorn Acquis version was brilliant, but again, it was loading it up. I haven't played this game since I was 14, so 9 or 20 years ago. I thought the music and the sound effects when you played the pipe were great. Yeah, I, I actually liked the NES version as well. I thought mm. that the music overall was very good. It kind of had a Muse sort of sound. Yeah, yeah. you said about Muse, and then once you commented on that, so I couldn't unhear it, and actually, yeah, you're is it, right. Is that true? Yeah, yeah right, yeah. okay. Because I, 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 didn't, I didn't follow up on it. I thought you probably thought I was crazy, but yeah, really quite strangely Muse-esque. Yeah. I wonder whether Matt Bellamy and co... The other two. ...sort of took a pipe mania <laughs> inspiration. Maybe. I don't know. I don't it know. Was there, it's, it's there to be asked. So uh, I've I've lamented, talked about what I actually thought of it. I haven't asked what you th- what you thought. It sounds like you were pleasantly surprised going back to it. But then. yeah, I mean, you've you've summed up really. It was a lot better than I remember it being. I enjoyed actually being able to play it rather. Mm. 
you know, like I, I did when I was 14 as opposed to being six or seven. Yeah. But I think you've hit the nail on the head, really. It's a fun little time waster, but there is no real depth to it. it. It gets harder in terms of when you start levels, the counter to when the slime starts coming out lessens, and the slime also gets quicker, adding a bit of challenge to it. But, you know, it's not really that difficult. It is just a, a little novelty, really. Mm. If you were interested in playing it, it came out as a remake on the PC, PS2, DS, and PSP back in 2008. Now, obviously, that's going back a little bit. It is also on Steam. There is a version on Steam called Pipe Mania. It looks very different aesthetically to this. It's only £4 mm. at the moment. Not on sale or anything, it's just £4. But it's it's done yeah. quite... Um, there were two characters when I looked at it yesterday, and there, it looks a bit more edgy than what this one purported to be with the little chubby So plumber. they've taken the lessons that they should have learned in the early 90s when it came out originally and applied them to the game. Possibly, So yeah. they've sonicified <laughs> Pipe yeah. Mania. Yeah. Uh, would you recommend this to anyone? At £4, let's let's say baseline £4, would you recommend this game to people? I'm thinking about some the games that are on my Steam wishlist or on my wishlist on Switch that are around the £4 mark and I think you would arguably get more gameplay and enjoyment from them. But this, I think £4 you pay for a game that you'd play for half an hour maybe and you've got to think is that really worth it would, would you agree with that yeah i think i think i would i'm trying to envisage it as a as an iphone app which the or, or as an app a phone app i'm sure there are versions for, of it available on ios and android it seems tailor-made for a phone i think your example earlier of sitting in the doctor's waiting room to start playing it i think that's exactly what this this would be and that's yeah. exactly how this would be accessible in in 2020 yeah i think so too uh, the problem is there's probably better wastes of your time <laughs> yeah uh, even even in the doctor's surgery waiting room i think that there are probably better games to be sat playing in, even in the doctor's waiting room so it's hard to know whether that this is worth recommending but I think it's just because it's so antiquated. The mm. the entire the entire experience is an antiquated experience, isn't it? And we have both enjoyed and, it, yet we're saying it's not really recommended, yeah. which is a, a strange phenomenon as well, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I think so. I, I yeah, I acknowledge that we it is a fun experience, but I think there are better ones. There is nothing overly antagonistic or horrible about playing it, but I just don't think it was worth the time i'm anti i'm feeling <laughs> nervous about saying that it feels wrong to say it really but i think i'm right in thinking it or feeling it i'm looking now at this new version that you've pointed out of pipe mania and it it's on steam but it definitely looks like an app it's got that app style you know like yeah. jetpack joyride yeah. sort of artwork if you can get it for free then maybe get it for free <laughs> but other than i think maybe just leave it at the same time so my go-to has often been like this sort of experience is a good gateway maybe for people new to games so kids kids might enjoy this if it were on the app on the iphone or the ipad or and some android tablet or whatever if it was available through app stores maybe for children to get them mm. into gaming it uses a single mechanic yeah it's, it's, it's quite very simple basic isn't it pick up and play yeah and there is some element even if it's quite a weak element of spatial reasoning yep. to contend with so and there's planning because you might lay down a path and there's and planning think, I'm, ahead. I'm gonna loop yeah. around to that later on yeah so maybe for younger children that are starting out on their gaming journeys um if you're looking for something and it is available mm. on on an app store maybe that's where it goes maybe that's where it's places 
Yeah, I think that's a fair, a fair yeah. uh, summary. I would recommend it to people who are interested in puzzle games or enjoy puzzle games as more of a curio but, or a, a, this is what puzzle games were like at a point in time. Yeah, yes and no, but there are so many better puzzle games mm. now, especially on phones and on handhelds. And when you get to consoles or PC, the amount of puzzle games that are there and the, the caliber of puzzle games that are yeah. available, it just, it just sinks this particular battleship well and truly. So, yeah, sorry, sorry I don't have anything uh, right. more positive to end on. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the experience of playing it. I just don't think I'd ever want to go back to it. File it under the, uh, you know, not to uh, not to try again category. Yeah. Yeah. Done with. Enough. Yeah, done. Tick. Okay. Thank, thank you, you for all. bringing it, though. Oh, you're welcome. And thank you for listening. Uh, if you've enjoyed us talking about Pipe Mania, uh, we have many other episodes available for you to listen to. We've played lots of games, haven't we, Ashley? Platformers, Man Sims puzzles all sorts lots of games over lots of different platforms all, all kinds of consoles and the pc and everywhere so please do give those a listen and also if you're listening to those enjoying those you can come and see us on fa- on social media so facebook youtube twitter and instagram i usually awesome. forget one of those but i did all right there didn't yeah, i and um, yeah we're on there we if i'm honest we're going fits and starts with it like but i'm sure we'll get we'll by the time <laughs> you listen to this we'll be a lot better at it uh so yeah Come and engage with us. Come and talk to us there. We're always happy to chat. Okay. Thank you very much for listening again and uh, see you again soon. Bye.